Subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Everywhere we look, we see separation. At the same time, we see many, many people continuing on the path, not separating. But in their heart, they know they need to. They cling to the ideas of the past decades of where we're headed, that we expand upon that and what we built there. But what if it's on sand? What if there's no foundation? And what if it's going to fall apart? And that's what I already said in 2011. Everything is passing. Everything is falling apart. When she says it, you don't have to wonder, is it going to recover? It's not. She says, be ready. Everything she's warning us about, and I say warning because she says the word, I warn you. Pretty serious when somebody whose compassion is in Virgin Mary, who's sympathetic, who says, who sheds pity on us, who certainly said, shed pity even on Judas at the crucifixion of what he could have been. And in her words, not that you do not have to repent for what you could have done, 
that even some won't even have a chance like Jesus to repent. Our ladies come to give us a new way to see things, a new way to think, a new mentality. And if you don't accept her apparitions, what she says in doing those apparitions, then you'll see everything in a scurred way. You won't grasp what's taking place right now. Oh, yeah, you'll see and agree the world's falling apart. But you won't know what the new path is because that's revealed only to those who are following the messages. It's becoming more comical of all the people that's running for office now going to Washington to change it. You don't redeem hell. You exercise it. And they fired the first shot. He talked about going to the U.S. Supreme Court and sitting priests on four corners around it and doing exorcisms, real exorcists, going to Congress and doing that, going to the White House to stand out there. They can't stop you from standing on a corner for a priest. Those principles are put forth in they fired the first shot. At least I think it's the first shot. It's not look what happened when you're sleeping, is it? I think it's in both. <laughs> in both. Do that. Why don't we why don't we hear these principles that we know worked at an abortion clinic when four priests or one priest with other people went and prayed around the abortion clinic within a week close it closed up. The devil's in these places. And the devil's in the Supreme Court. You say, can we go that far? Certainly we can. It's dominated by by the devil. That being the case, what do you do with something's in that kind of hold. Yes, I always say fast. Yes, I always just pray. But we need to be serious. Our bishops have so much power in the diocese if they say we have an abortion clinic here to have a whole schedule of their priests going there doing exorcistic prayers on all four corners the whole time these things are open. Can you imagine what happens? Who's going to win? The devil? We've already seen Alabama has really removed Planned Parenthood. Birmingham, the largest metropolitan area in the United States of America who has ever removed or whether how how, how uh, Planned Parenthood just abandoned. Nobody even knows why, except maybe it's related here. Maybe it's related here. We put the cross on the mountain for the soul of America. It's too, maybe it's too close to Birmingham because it's right here at that, overlooking that, facing Birmingham. So there's a tangible effect by the spiritual even with Hollywood producers who don't necessarily want to subscribe to God's ways, that when they got a vampire movie, they put a cross up to fight it. It means something. I had a priest, Father Ken Rumbers, who was doing, doing mass in the field, and just before he was going to do the consecration, he says, when I hold the Eucharist up here, he says, you've got to believe that this is Jesus. And if a satanic worshiper rides down the road and he looked over and saw me holding up the host in a few minutes... He believes it. He wants to desecrate it. And so why don't you sanctify it in yourself by believing as much as they do? Pretty pretty incredible statement. I was stunned by that. That we have enough belief in God and his power to set up priests around abortion clinics, around the U.S. Supreme Court, around Congress, around our local city halls to do these exorcisms. I laid it all out. It's got, it's got the examples. You can't dispute it. But the problem is we don't believe it. Because if we believe it, we would do it. If we believe that we could have scheduled priests at the Supreme Court every day of the week, asking priests from all across the United States to go there and schedule these dates, doing exorcistic prayers, there has to be a cause to have an effect. There's no effect without cause. Causation results in that, Yvonne just, I just got to reading something he said years ago. When something bad happens, 
It's going to be followed by something good. By something good. Abortion clinics are bad. Supreme Court is bad. Congress is bad. The Office of the Press is bad. I'm not denouncing our country. The three executive branches are the best form of governance that ever existed. But what soils them is the people who fill these offices and the mentalities. And that needs to be purged. And you think you're going to go to Washington? You think you can go to, into hell and say, okay, devil, if you can convert, maybe we can talk to God about changing you and let you go back to heaven, or at least purgatory for a million, million years. He doesn't contemplate ever going or meeting or being friends with God because his hatred has blinded him to hopelessness of the revelation and the reality that that can never be because he can never love and people in hell can't love. And so, do you think the high-mindedness of thinking, I'm going to Washington to redeem it? This is over. This is finished. This cannot happen until it's a total purification, a new awakening. And that's what he's coming to us to bring to us, an awakening that we need to start changing our world, our little Congress, which is a family, our, our president in the house, which is the father of the house, and the Supreme Court. And that's God's statutes. You abide by your rules and everything you law and your family by the, by the statutes of God. So you've got the three executive branches right there in your house. And so how do you change your house? Change the way you live. Get away. Break away from the world as it's going. The current that drags it along into its evilness. Don't have any hope that your job's going to recover and it's going to get better and it's not going to happen. And as I said several years ago when I decided to write the book, ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. That's why it's called Ain't Going to Happen. The economy will not recover as we know it. And people are making moves right now, radical by some means, to show you what really worth is. This is entitled, Dream Mansion in 221 Square Feet is Small Wonder. And it comes from ABC News' Devin Dwyer. Andrew Morrison... 41, lives in what he dubs the Mansion of Dreams with wife Gabriella. His Oregon house is complete with a grand staircase, a cozy master suite, and a kitchen that's worthy of a top chef. I mean, I can do Donna's summer dance moves in here if I want to, said Morrison, who teaches people how to build their own houses. This place is huge. But the house may not appear mansion-like to everyone. Morrison's home is 221 square feet. That's only slightly bigger than a Chevy Suburban and a lot smaller than your average 3,000 square foot McMansion. It only took us four months to build, Morrison told ABC News. The cost to build? A mere $22,744. The home might be small, but it's not lacking in furnishings. Inside, there is a fireplace, home office, and even a guest bedroom. There's plenty of custom storage and even a drawer just for potatoes. It's very comfortable, Morrison said. Houses like Morrison's are marvels of architecture with tiny price tags, enticing buyers stressed out by full-size mortgage. Jay Austin, a 24-year-old federal government staffer from Washington, D.C., also proudly owns a tiny house. I wanted just a very simple, Thorovian sort of, you know, cabin in the woods, said Austin. 
Austin's cabin is only 140 square feet and cost $40,000 to build. He dubbed his house the Matchbox. His coffee table doubles as a bike rack. His bed is over the kitchen, and his ceiling doubles as a spice rack with a skylight to watch the stars. Tiny living has become a growing movement. I think that tiny houses have become so popular because we are looking for a way to escape the rat race, live a purposeful life, and avoid debt. Tiny houses allow you to do all those things in one small package, said Ryan Mitchell, a tiny living expert who runs a tiny living blog. There are tiny hotels, tiny apartments, tiny granny flats, and even tiny culture clubs. There's a tiny house conference held every year for tiny house enthusiasts to get together. Look at everything you own and determine whether it's actually worth its value, Austin said. These tiny house dwellers said they discover more about who they really are with less. We have a little cottage we built several years ago for the first married couple that moved here or get married here in the community. And it's their first year of marriage. Some stayed past the first year, the second year. And all of them had regrets moving out of it. It's tight. There's people that stay sometimes as guests in it, and they love it. It's nestled in the woods. It's just like a little honeymoon cottage. And it's small. And we've had some of the couples even have two children in there. But, you know, we live outside. And that's how people used to live. This whole concept of living in your house now and making it big enough to you live is, is because we've got away from grand way of life. A grand way of life keeps you outside. You got to go water the plants. You got to go weed. You got to go check with the animals. And it's a healthier and more beautiful life. And your house is not your city. It's not the mall where you go out and never get rained on. And we're not condemning big housing. But the thing is, that if you got a big mortgage, why do you have a house has enslaved you to debt and to such a mortgage to have that. $22,000. Most people getting married, and I say most, most people getting married spend more than that on the wedding, the food, the honeymoon, and everything entailed to that. What if you did a budget wedding? My wife and I got married very, very inexpensively. We didn't have money. And we didn't have $22,000 even build something at that point. We started from nothing. But so many weddings today could give the money straight to the couple. They could buy a little plot of land with it and build a little house. 221 square feet is not much bigger than a large bedroom or like a hotel room. One of our neighbors here uh, in the valley built a small place, not much more than that, about the same size. Two or three, and it was just like just the man and the woman. After a few years, they added another room in the back, making a master bedroom, making it nicer. They added a nice garage. They got like four or five buildings on the property now. The house is expanded, but they paid as they went. This is wisdom. This is freedom. So many people today think I can't get away from the mortgage, or I got this, I got that. Why can't you just squash yourself down some? Yes, if you have five kids, you're not going to be able to live in a 221-square-foot house. But I know of, of a family, I've told the story, that lived in a tent with two kids, saved every penny they had, canned everything for that year, had enough money after they sold their home, 
and what the jobs did by saving for a whole year, getting rid of the car and everything and insurance, that they could build, they built a house and paid for it. 12 months. Do you need to go downsize for a year, for two years? Is it better to go through the economy that's going to crash with a mortgage? I have a little plot of land with something that's paid for. What change? So you got a little bitty house. He said, look at everything you own and determine whether it's actual worth is is a value. So is it worth it to have a big mortgage, to have a nice house or something that you say, well, I have to have this. Do you? The Kentuckians and in, in, uh, white, the white Kentuckians, do you know they were envious of the slaves in Kentucky during slave days? You might think, how could that be? They were so poor. They were starving to death and their shacks didn't have doors on them. And they'd go to try to help out on the farms to get something or get or be cleaners trying to get something from the fields. And the slaves were eating and living better than they were. You said, well, they, they had their freedom. I tell you, when the economy collapses, when things go down, you're going to have all kinds of people from whatever color they are coming to somebody that's got food and say, just give me a meal a day, whatever you want me to do. I'll indenture myself to you as a servant. This is coming back. Is slavery coming back? Hope not. But I tell you what, there's going to be people, when they get hungry, and their kids are starving to death, they're going to do a lot of things that they wouldn't do normally at this, this point because the values change. Ideas change. We're looking at a radical new world coming. You better start thinking about it. And for those of you who got a house, you got mortgages, don't think i got to go trade square foot for square foot or even half square foot. Go small, especially if you're getting married especially a young couple, move into something very, very tight. My wife and I moved in an apartment. The property wasn't much more than 300 square feet. And we thought nothing about it. A small little living room, kitchen, combination, and a bedroom, and a fireplace. And back then, that was 30, 40 years ago, that was $600 a month back then. It's crazy. It's insane. So you can buy a little land, you can buy a little sawmill and build your own place. You can build it cheaper than 22000 they probably went all out. They got everything. But your air conditioning, your power bill is cheaper. Your water bill is cheaper. Your land taxes are cheaper. Your maintenance is, is easier. Life is just, just cheaper. Your expenses and everything you do, you clean it faster. What are you, so what are you giving up? You're going to have more time that you have out on your land to develop it. This is the time to develop. This is the time to invest in smart thinking. Look up these places. Sacrifice begets more, not less. If you're praying in the family when your family members are not praying, you can say to them, nothing's been taken from you. You're receiving something if you pray. You need to pray. You're sitting here anyway. Pray. If you're fasting, you think that costs you something? You're getting something. You're not giving up something. For fasting, every time you fast, there's something in return comes greater than the fast. Do you go to pay for a steak? then why would you not pay for grace to live better by fasting? Then same things and methods and principles apply for, princi- for, for, for sacrificing, living up and what you think you might need and selling off your future and slaving yourself to debt by not having a mortgage. And how quickly, if you did have to borrow money, which I don't advocate that, 
But if you did have to get, get 22000 husband and wife working when they first get married, how quickly could you pay for that? What, in four or five months? You'd have it done. Live in a tent during that period. I tell you, some of the best times of our life working like that, when my wife and I came out here in a tent, spent the weekends just clearing enough ground to even get the, the, the truck back here into the land to start with. Carving it out of the woods. It was exciting. It was adventurous. It's something that we didn't, that we didn't feel of sacrifice. We were giving ourselves a future. So you got a little bitty tiny house, no bigger than a hotel room. You got to pay for it. You got land. You're going to be excited because you know you got future. All your money's free. Every month when it comes in, it's not going out. The big insurance policy for the house It's cheap. And in some ways, you, you don't want to even insure it. Save the money. You can always rebuild $22,000 a house. But you got a whole future ahead of you. you got exciting prospects of potential that you don't have in a mortgage house where you're locked down in a subdivision. Get rid of it. And you can design that little tiny house to add on a room, another room, and a great room. Architecturally design it that way. And you know your property taxes won't go up as as high as your building in most cases because... It's to where it starts off. It's harder for them to go up. Really, with great expansion, it usually doesn't go up with the with the rate of the way it goes up with the building. If you understand the point I'm making, if you start off with a three thousand square foot home, your property taxes is going to be probably higher than if you started off and, and with something small and build up to that. So there's just benefit after benefit after benefit. Why would you not want to do this? And why would you not sit down to this afternoon or today when you hear this show and say, get with your wife or your husband and say, hey, let's let's rethink our situation. Because many people say, we don't know where to start. This is where you start. You downsize to upsize. Less is more. Frank? Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. That, uh, But we might need a 400-square-foot house because we still have seven kids at home. Yeah. But well, um, No, 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 you don't. Just add tents, add tents. Yeah. Outside the house. But our our first house will, you know, likely be over a pole barn. And we have a beautiful house with with a mortgage, and we are slaves, and we despise that master. And even though some some beautiful things... You're getting rid of that. Qualify that, because you're getting rid of that because you are a slave to it, and you've got some place in We are getting rid of it, but what I was going to say is even though some beautiful things (sighs) happened and we could afford the debt payment... It is a slavery. The entire system is a slavery because it's a debt-based system. And we have um, a new policy coming out. And uh, this is why you say um, how important our ladies' messages are and how you see things in our ladies' messages that you won't see without them. And July 1st, we have a currency law coming. Many of you are aware of this. And it seems like it may be a good thing because it's, it's, its purpose is, is to tax foreign accounts for those people that are hiding money and getting away from taxes. But it's, again, totally unconstitutional, as all audits are. The Fourth Amendment forbids um, the, the search uh, of personal papers and things. And it's going to cause an exodus from the dollar logically if people are keeping you know and people will have foreign accounts for legitimate reasons that'll be taxed and they'll want to exit the dollar and so there's there's no question in my mind no question 
that Our Lady's message on November 27th, 1989, about the miraculous medal was to protect you, protect us, and protect the world from an abominable system. Revelations 18 calls it a Babylonian system. Fallen, fallen is Babylon. And I believe uh, that the scripture in Revelations 18 is about this message about the miraculous medal Medjugorje round. And it says, Then I heard a voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my children. I don't have the text in front of me, and I'm not Protestant, so I'll have to paraphrase. But it says, So you won't partake in her inequities, and you won't partake in her plagues. And it is an inequitous system. The Bible says unequal weights and measures are an abomination to the Lord. And the dragon that gave the beast power requires more abominations. And so more abominable things are coming. Um, HR mandates are uh, abominable unions being sanctified. We're taking part in this to the degree that we're taking part in this system. In this fiat money system, this is what Revelations 18, all nations took part in her inequities. This is what Revelations 18 is telling us, that we have to exit the system. And to the degree that we can, and, you, and we can do it to a greater degree than we think. And that's what we're here for. That's what the Miraculous Model Medjugorje Round is for. And that's, you know, our ministry, that's my purpose is explain to you how you can get more away from the fiat monetary system because it is going away. There is biblically a judgment against it. There's no question. We're, we're not exempt. Sodom and Gomorrah was not exempt. Noah's time was not exempt. And God will deal with these abominations. And he first notifies his people, as the book of Amos says, and that's what this show is for. That's what the writings are for. And the most important writing is the one that that we haven't read yet. And uh, so we now have, they fired the first shot on MP3. You can give this to all your local law enforcement, your sheriff, uh, you know, your friends and family that that uh, won't read the big book. It's available. Um, all new CD players, I have a 2008, plays it fine every car that I have. And I put, this, put the MP3 in, it plays it fine. So this is a great way to get this important message out. And it's uh, an understatement. To, to, you can't state how important these writings are for our time. I want to um, add to something about th- this This new law. Is com- when does this law come up? Well, it, it's um, July 1st is when it, when it will be enacted. Okay, so so I- on July 1st, uh, it, it, a lot of people are panicking and saying that's the death of the dollar. I say it could certainly cause an exodus. There, there's a, there's tremendous problems, but why is it just? Well, I want to qualify it's a Babylonian system because it's what central banks are supposed to do. What the Federal Reserve is supposed to do is create prosperity without interruption and without measure, and that's abominable. Well, there's no jurisdiction in the United States of America to go to. Bermuda or Switzerland on somebody's bank accounts if they have a bank over there. They pay their taxes on it. They shift money to Switzerland. There's taxes uh, for them to pass the law saying they're going to tax that. There's no jurisdiction. They have no, there's no legal right for that. And once more, what money they may make, and Switzerland has a right to tax it. 
they don't tax it, and that's why people go to put the money up so that I had to pay tax on it. I don't know what the recent laws are, but that used to be the reasons I understood. But nevertheless, the, the principle here is there's no jurisdiction. There's no constitutional jurisdiction. There's no Supreme Court jurisdiction, presidential jurisdiction, executive orders at all without violating the Constitution to go do such a thing. So if that's the case, and, and the, the country of whatever that's in, because there are banking countries where people put their monies in, they have jurisdiction to tax it, but nobody else. And so they're spying to find this out. We opened up right before the, before the show to a Bible verse, and it said, The wicked spy on the just and seek to kill them. But the Lord does not leave the just in their power, nor let them be condemned when tried. Now, we might have to go through tribulation. We might have to go through suffering. And the result of these things happening, this new law, is because of tribulation. But God does give us a way out. Get rid of your stock. I, I, I'm hearing more people say, all the uh, stock market experts and all the financial people saying that we are going to have a crash. This is all just recent. They've come up in the last few months even saying that. Before, it was saying well, it might be a crash. Now, they're saying it's coming. We've been practicing this for, for before Medjugorje. I've been seeing this coming for so long. We've heard every show on Medjugorje. That's why we created it because there is a crash coming because there's a judgment against the economy, which will affect the whole world. And America has to be brought down to be the first one. Doesn't mean another country may fall first, like the big states, Portugal, Italy, and Greece, and Spain. But that, that is still going to trigger what happens to us. But we're the main one that Satan has to bring down. And so... Why are you in the stock market? You got now the stock people saying it's going to happen. And people said, well, we lost 50% in the, what, 2008 crash? What are you doing? Why are you keeping annuities? I would, I would be in with my keys the minute I hear I say what I'm saying now, if I was listening to this, with my keys in the car going down to my financial advisor said, this is what I want done. Not asking his advice. Don't ask his advice. These people make the money on your money. When you take your money away from their influence, they don't have their money. So they're not going to give you unbiased advice. They're not going to be straight up with you. We've seen this over and over and over. That's not going to happen. Because if they did, why would they want to give away their grocery bills being paid by you or their mortgages? It's, it's a self-interest. They're going to say, okay, I, you don't want to be in annuities, but let's try this. No, you put that money in something that's of intrinsic value. Land, the number one thing. Your homestead, number two thing. Silver, number three thing. And not just any silver, not just bars, then the miraculous metal so that when you distribute silver, because no matter what's on the silver, silver is silver. But do you want to sanctify it and use it and bring it to conversion? That's why the miraculous metal measure around was designed. Why you're buying other silver doesn't make sense. Why you're buying other things that's going to be hard to exchange like gold is difficult. If you got loads and loads of money, maybe that could be understandable to store the huge bulk of silver in that. But you can store a million dollars in silver easy, and it's going to be easy to distribute. But the, though I missed it, I listed silver third of the, of the land and of the house and of the silver, one, two, three, the number one thing you can do today is take that annuity or take that stock market or take those those hedge funds or whatever you've invested in. You can immediately do that in one day's time, put that in the silver markets measure rounds. That happens instantly. That can be acted on within the hour, within the moment. 
Land can't. You got to find land. You got to research it. You got to find out what state you want to live in. Why would you want to buy land in a place where you know is regulated to death, like New Jersey? I don't know why you'd want to do that. Or places where Connecticut, where they've done away with the sheriffs and everything else. You got to even see where you want to move as far as another state. So land is not a prospect you can do, but what you can do is have something of an intrinsic value to safeguard your life investment, your retirement, get it out now. Get everything out. Pay the penalties. Take what's left. Frank, my advice to you on your house is get rid of that house now and take a loss on it. Put it on the auction block. You're ahead of the game if you just get rid of the mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. And so, see, you see Frank's, Frank's reasoning, see? What are you doing out there listening to the show? Think. Get your tiny little cracker box house. You're going to be happy because you got rid of a mortgage. You're going to feel like, wow, this feels good. It may be tight. It may be inconvenient. Then add on a room when you get the money to it. You can reverse this with with not even a big income. If you're making $30,000 a year and you don't have a mortgage and you got, you're downsizing your car and you got it paid for and you, and you got the prospect of getting a little bit of land, $30,000 a year, you can't squeeze out 10000 to start on, on a little lean-to for $22,000 in up a small house. You can get that paid for in a year, year and a half. You can change things very quickly if you decide for it. And our lady wants you to. That's why she's coming every day to tell us that there's people out there spying on you. They want to kill you. They're doing all these things because you deserve that, because you haven't been just yourself. Because it says that the Lord, it says the wicked spy on the just and they seek to kill them. But the Lord does not leave the just in their power. You're in their power because you've been unjust using their money and participating in usury and all kinds of things in society. You need to clean that up so you can be just before God. And then he says, just in their power. God will not leave those just Leave the just in their power, nor let them condemn them when tried. Do you want that freedom? It's available. You call Frank right now to immediately take the first step, which is the third thing I listed as far as value, the silver, because homes above the silver, lands above that, because you can live on land. We had our place burning down here, the Caritas house, original house burning down here, had Eight, eight alarm fire, eight fire trucks. To this day, the, the local fire department said they'd never seen a fire burn like this. The more water they put on it, the more it flamed up like it was gasoline. It was bizarre. It was right next to the tabernacle. The one fire station truck just had water going on the tabernacle, so it wouldn't combust it. Incredible thing. And everybody was, was upset, and several people were crying. It was nighttime. It was cold. The thing was burning. It burned. It dang, the thing burned all the way to the ground. The reason why we believe is because we would never would have tore it down. It, it had value. And we didn't, we didn't want it in front of the tabernacle because the tabernacle was beautiful. But God burned it down. We felt it came from God. But what, what that did when everybody came to me, I said, if everything here burns down, I remember standing by the pine tree when I told the, our, the community, if everything burns down here, we got the land. We can live, we can live on it. So land's the first thing. Get your land. That's the first, even if you get a small track, your house can come second. You can live in a tent. You might be doing that anyway, or you might be like nomad or bedwind that don't have any of these things. So you call Frank, you dispose of these things, don't put it all in gold. Don't If you don't have over several million dollars, don't put it in gold at all. Have it you can be able to dispense it to the working man because he's not going to be able to take a one-ounce gold piece. Yes, they've got things that are breaking down, that they break down. What do they call them, uh, Frank? Uh, tents. Uh, not tents. 
Yeah, grams, whatever, grams. But don't, even if you have lots and lots of money, you, you don't need gold because you get 65 ounces of silver for an ounce of gold, and there, there are ways. Call me. Uh, Give me contact information. Anyone, anyone where I don't want gold. But the miraculous metal, I just want to say, because I have to say, is that you obtain a grace for somebody that's impossible for God to say no to. And if the Bible says those who give to the poor lend to God, Mary gave everything that she had to the poor, and she gave herself to God. And so it's impossible that God's not so indebted to her that those who carry the miraculous medal will get every grace necessary for salvation. And so you, you don't want anything else. If, if uh, you're it, so wealthy that, it, 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 I mean, there's other storage, there's other, there's other possibilities, but we could get the miraculous medal stamped on gold. Um, and I, I know. You don't, you don't want, want anything else, but, but maybe, maybe we couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I want to interject something while you're on that point. <laughs> Everybody that's been listening to the show for years has never seen or held in their hand the miraculous medal just go around. I don't know how you're distributing those if they can just get one of them, but you you order one out a one ounce piece, and you look at that and think that there's over two million of those out there with the miraculous medal, and these things don't get lost. People don't lose $5 bills. They don't lose $10 bills, except on rare occasions something happens, much less a $100 bill. So it's not something that's going to be just like some trinket or even even a rosary, which you sometimes lose. Money or something of value, why do you not lose it? Because it has intrinsic value, especially of a metal substance. The dollar don't even have an intrinsic value. It's worthless. It's just paper. This is real. And when you hold that in your hand, why would you not want to be able to hold your money that's in the bank if it's $200,000 in your hand or in your safekeeping within your own being? That means whatever you are, what you have as a being in your possession. It's ludicrous not to. This last message, our lady says, pray and be aware that without God, you're dust. You turn your money into something of value because money's not evil. It's the love of money that's evil. And so sanctify it. We need to purify it. The miraculous metal, the way I designed that, what I put on this coin, it, well, I can't call it coin. That's illegal. So I take that back. You can't call it money. They don't allow you to say that. Although the Constitution says, what, Frank, that only gold and silver? Is it say silver? Only, you, yeah, of course. Yeah, only gold and silver. No no states run into any treaty for the for debts and payments than gold and silver. Very important. It's not gold or silver. It's not a gold standard. Why? Because the forefathers knew the only thing that had real value was not a certificate, not something promising even a silver certificate or a gold certificate, but the real thing itself. We're out of time. Any last quick comment, Frank? Yeah. Um, I heard from Medjugorje from one of the community members that the most popular book right now in Medjugorje uh, for the Mission House is It Ain't Gonna Happen. And it's a lot of our friends overseas, a lot of uh, folks from Scotland, uh, Ireland, and they want to know how to get the Miraculous Medal because um, they understand this image and they understand the graces. And so we we, uh, send Miraculous Medals overseas all the time, uh, many countries, and... Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, you see, <laughs> even Italy. I mean, they 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 still <laughs> in the mail all the time. <laughs> but um, but you know, get together if if it's uh, you know, a matter of um, getting more, making it more efficient. But uh, they shouldn't be subject to get to VAT tax because, as the fundamental said, they are religious uh, metal, 
and um, they are for distribution, whether we distribute them for goods and services or however we distribute them, we'll distribute them. And and so they should not be subject to that. And, and last I checked, we can get them shipped to you for it, 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 less than you can get any silver over there because there's quite a premium on gold and silver that I know of in Europe. And so... Um, so we're very excited about that. But this is how people see. When people hear the truth, it burns in their heart. And that's what it ain't going to happen is. It's truth. And so they're, they're just fascinated of how profound it is and how profound the miraculous metal is and the, the image of these graces coming from Our Lady who's overflowing with grace. So um, contact us if you're listening from overseas, and we can help you get miraculous metal Medjugorje rounds and... Um, you know, we're always uh, learning, you know, ways, uh, and I'm happy to talk to financial planners, too, because there's no logical way that dollars that can be recreated, um, it, 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 that, that, that they can last. They, they, it's, already a, it's already a failure. Milk's went from $0.05 cents to $5. It's a 99% failure since the Federal Reserve note was established. You want to, you want to give your contact information, Frank? We're out that's of time. That's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, you can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. And you can also reach us online at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com by email. And you, our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And if you don't get any of those numbers right, correct, you can always call Caritas. We can give you the number and pass you along to that. In the meantime, we need to realize that Our Lady said, My poor children, look around you at the signs of the times. Everything said today. Is supported by signs that surround you. It's not in the time of anymore. Pray fast, let God act. It's pray and act. Take initiative. Make a decision. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.